I have so many questions, very few answers, so many theories, whether you're looking on the internet, YouTube, listening to podcasts on Spotify, people are asking questions all over the UK, people have theories all over the UK of how, why, and what these big cats are doing. Welcome back to Big Cats UK Facts or Fiction. Sorry it's been a while since the last podcast. Today I want to talk about the big cat movements during harvest time, the movement corridors, how the changing weather, the morning mist, etc. all play the part in big cats being spotted while fields are down there's less cover so more sightings do take place also what I'd like to touch on is we've been having some debates on the Facebook group regarding other experts or so called experts and professionals and different theories that are going around and really There's a hell of a lot of questions that need a hell of a lot of answers to back up some of these theories. I mean, I don't want to put anybody down. I don't want to name and shame anybody. And I don't want to discredit anybody's theories because everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But some of the numbers, what people quote, for example, of what they believe big cats are doing, some of the breeding areas, which I've recently been speaking to somebody, about urban big cats now this is a very interesting subject because it's known to there to be urban big cats with the cougar or the puma in america moving into on the edge of urban areas it's known for leopards in india to move into more urban areas and it's also known for these big cats, as we call them nomad cats, where they're being forced out of territories due to it already being established populations, whether that's males, females forcing them out when they're cubs age, etc. And they move onto the edge of like farmland, villages, and I believe this is where a lot of the sightings are taking place. It's as people are passing between villages. You're getting big cats that are hiding out in woodlands, etc. Prime example of this is this morning. I went out to investigate where there's been a sighting just after the harvest. And it was a lovely morning, quarter past six in the morning. Taking a nice little hike. And just looking really to see if we can spot any strange behaviours, any prints, any kills, etc. Birds are whistling, mist has just started to lift, sun's just started to break through. And we entered near the woodland. And all of a sudden, it went eerie quiet. I'm talking no birds in this woodland. Not a sound. It was heavily dense woodland with ivy all over the place. There was lots of run trails which I followed. But it was hard to find any paw prints. But you did get the feeling that you wasn't alone. Whether it was a badger watching or a fox... Or whether there was a big cat close by. It's hard to tell. 
And these are some of the questions that need to be answered. When people are putting these theories out there and they're saying, you know, there's these big cats and they're living in groups and they're living in rural countryside. Yeah, I can get behind that. I can get behind, you know, it's been proven that pumas can live in established groups. It's also been proven that tigers will do the same. They'll, a male will return to a female with cubs. And it's been proven that leopards will also do the same with the tiger. A male will return to a female with cubs, etc. If you spawn the cubs and share kills. So I can kind of get behind if there's not enough territory for all of these cats. That, you know, the cats may overlap each other's territories. But what I believe a lot of the sightings to be is the nomadics. Now, the nomads are the ones that are forced out. They don't really have their own territories. And because of how small the UK is, if there was a big population of big cats in the UK, it would prove that it's quite difficult for these nomads to establish their own territories. So they live on the fringes, so to speak, of other cats' territories. So they're always on the run, always on the move, until they establish their own territory. So I believe it's these cats which people are sighting. Now, there was a lady I spoke to only last week, and she was telling me there's a certain area, which I do not wish to disclose due to what she's told me, but for the past four to five years, every harvest, she has seen a big black cat followed by two smaller black cats. And she honestly believes that around this area, these cats are breeding. Now, if this is true, what she tells us, each cat, for the last few years, what she's seen would mean that, you know, the cubs are going to stay probably a year maybe two years so is she seeing the same cubs i mean there's lots of questions to this whole this whole subject one of the things i find most 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 hard to understand is when people say they can't find a big cat's body now when these cats get old and they're going to die watching a fantastic documentary the other day and there's a filmmaker, he studied big cats for years, he was following this leopard, and the leopard used to let him sleep with it on the floor, he'd made a good bond with it, but he knew this leopard's days were numbered, and he went searching and searching and searching and searching for this leopard. Now, he'd managed to put a radio transmitter on this leopard, and he knew this leopard was going to, to basically pass away over the next few days, and basically he went out to find this leopard no sign checked all its normal haunts and spots still no sign he then turned on the transmitter and went looking for this leopard eventually he found it hidden and it was so well hidden that without this transmitter he would have never found where this leopard curled up and, and basically passed away and ended its days now when people say why they're not finding bodies of these cats i believe that's one of the main reasons the other thing i'd like to touch on is there's been reports of cats that have been hit that have been sighted 
and people turned up in vans removing them, people being paid off. Also, there's been talk recently of a gentleman who witnessed a big cat. I believe this was back around August. I know there was a video circulating and he said on his video, um, this is a big cat, um, I've just seen it. Um, it was a black blob in a field, but he was adamant it was a big cat. The camera didn't do it justice. He said he wanted to follow over to have a look. Um, there's lots of these videos going about. A lot of people nowadays take them with a pinch of salt. Um, the camera quality on people's devices, whether it's good enough. I mean, nowadays, some of people's phones, cameras are better than the cameras they can actually buy. So, unless you're going to be spending a couple of thousand pounds on some top quality kit, um, you've got a pretty good camera on most, most devices nowadays. So, it all comes down to the zoom, etc. People blowing photos up. But... I do believe with a pinch of salt, a lot of these sightings to be, you know, are people thinking of seeing something? Is it just a big badger in the distance, etc.? But what I do find very, very strange is there is so much going about at the moment, so many debates, so many topics, and yet nobody has any answers. Now, these so-called experts are throwing out theories left, right and centre. They've found leopard schools and they're finding kill finds. And they're, you know, they're doing well. They're doing well with what they're doing. Let's let's give them the dues. They're putting a lot of time into the information they're putting out there to us. And I know normally I only keep my podcast for five minutes. This one's rolled over a little bit longer because I really wanted to touch on this, but... When they're putting out these theories and they're finding these kill finds, why are they not networking their resources for tooth imprints? Why are they not networking their resources for analysis of DNA, scat analysis, fur analysis, or even networking with ecologists, etc.? Now, I'm not trying to discredit anybody and what anybody does. I've only been doing this for a very short time on Facebook. And just by using Facebook, I've arranged a vast network now of people. I've got conservationists in Africa. I've got zoologists. I've got ecologists. I've got scientific research departments. I've got environmental research departments. I've made contacts all over. I've got people up and down the country that are able to go and investigate sightings, should I require it. You know... With all this on hand, and you've got these groups that have been about a lot longer, you've got these experts being about a lot longer, but everything's a bit hush-hush and tucked under the table, so to speak, and we're getting snippets of information. Now, I like to be very transparent with the group, but as I say, our group is a community, and we have questions to ask as a community, and I would like to put out there on the podcast, should any of these experts, Excuse me, I'm getting a little tongue-tied now. Should any of these experts, any big cat enthusiast, anybody with a good argument as to these big cats wish to discuss in detail, I'm more than happy to put you on our podcast and I'm more than happy to come and even go on your podcast if you do one. And, you know, I'm happy to ask some questions. I'm also happy, you know, the, the group Big Cats UK Facts or Fiction that we could even do a live video 
So it's interactive, where our members can ask questions, where our members can get involved. Because I feel without us asking these questions, a hell of a lot of good debates and good questions are coming up in our group. And we need answers. That's what we need. We don't need more theories. Theories are great, but we need some answers now. We need some clarity to what people are putting out there. And we need to get to the bottom of exactly who's spinning us a yarn and who's giving us the facts. That's why our group is called Facts or Fiction. And this is what we aim to get to the bottom of. Like I did today, um, we have got a drone pilot joining us and we are hoping to get him out and about um, during October time. We also have a absolutely splendid sighting each year, as I mentioned before, that we're going to be investigating of the disused railway and the navigation networks of these big cats. And we have also been informed of a location in Rutland where lots and lots of cat sightings have happened there's also private collectors out that way that own big cats. So there's lots to draw the cats in there, lots of prey, lots of rural land, cave systems, you name it, disused railway lines, tunnels, mining quarries, you name it, it's perfect habitat. And we have got somebody who's given us a location where he says every year without fail, he also spots big cats around this area, always around the harvest time, around the end of October to November time. So we're hoping to get out there and have a little scout around and see what we can see. Now, with all the trail cameras people are putting out left, right and centre, there doesn't seem to be much coming back from these trail cameras. Now, whether people are putting the trail cameras in the wrong places, whether people are finding things and just not sharing what they're finding, I don't know, but from what I've been told, from the chap who I speak to on a regular basis, who has studied cats for over 30 years abroad in numerous countries, he has stated to me camera traps a lot winning the lottery to get something to walk by. He said, you've got to get back to the old factioned, just like COVID saying, track and trace. You've got to get out there. You've got to look at the habitat. You've got to look, why would this cat want to pass through here? Is there anything that's going to cause him not to pass through here? And I don't mind sharing this for other groups and people if they want to go out and they want to have a go. You know, it's a very hard thing to do to be able to track these animals. And I'm hoping, with a little bit of lady luck on our side, that maybe, just maybe, we might be able to find some good tracks possibly a good kill and if we're lucky enough maybe even get a sighting but i'd be over the moon if i could find a kill so we can get our scientific research contact to come down get some tooth imprints done some dna let's see if there's any scat in the area also communicating with the ecologist letting him map together exactly what's been going on and what his research shows and putting a bigger picture together I've said this before, we do have quite a few groups working with us and it'd be great if we could have more group and experts come on board. By overall sharing information, we can build a bigger picture and we can get down to some real facts. 
Um, I think we'll wrap it up there. Like I say, it's Big Cats UK, facts or fiction. I want to thank all the people in the group for all your comments and posts. Um, the group's now growing really, really well. We're keeping out the trolls and keeping out the fake accounts. And let's keep enjoying the group. Keep sharing what we're sharing and talking about what we like to talk about. And until the next podcast, I wish you all good well.